Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome in to Outkick the Show. I'm your fearless leader, Clay Travis. I hope all of you are having fantastic Fridays. Fridays. Fantastic Mondays. Oh boy, it's a holiday week. Um, and uh, the chaos is unspooling. I'm trying to figure out where I'm picking up my kids, where they're moving, where they are. Uh, I got kids in three different states right now. Um, so uh, I hope all of you are having a fantastic Monday. My name is Clay Travis. I think I got that part right. And this is Outkick, the show we're going to react to a lot of college football. But uh, I know a lot of you going to be on the road. Be safe. Going to be flying. Be safe. It is now Thanksgiving week. Uh, Giving you a little bit of a roadmap of where I am headed here. Going to do a show today reacting to college football. Going to do a show tomorrow reacting to the NFL and obviously whatever other stories may be out there. Uh, and then on uh, tomorrow as well, Kelly Stewart, Kelly in Vegas will be with me and we'll do a college football and NFL gambling preview for you. Also, my picks will be up and full disclosure, maybe the most disastrous week of back-to-back picks in the history of my esteemed prognostication career so be uh be aware be aware of uh, of of how we're doing but we got a lot to get to um right off the top fabulous time in knoxville uh georgia obliterated tennessee i was there to watch it in person i had my 13 year old with me my seventh grader but met so many awesome people uh, thank you to everybody that we uh, spoke with, that we interacted with. Everybody super nice all over the Knoxville area, both Georgia and Tennessee fans. Uh, it was really cool uh, to be out, see everybody. Neyland was exciting for about uh, the first quarter. Uh, and then everything went downhill. First play, really, everything peaked for Tennessee. 75-yard touchdown run from Jalen Wright. From there, Georgia delivered just an absolute beatdown that was never really challenged. And uh, the first quarter was somewhat competitive. Dolly Parton came out with Peyton Manning. They screwed up the audio. You couldn't really hear what she was saying. I don't know how they managed to screw that up as badly as they did. Uh, But it felt like a metaphor uh, for the entirety of that game. Georgia's the best team in college football. What they have done to Ole Miss and Tennessee, two teams that I don't think are awful. It's not like they did it to you know Vanderbilt and uh, and Kentucky or something like that. Uh, they did it to Tennessee and Ole Miss, two teams that I think are in the top half of SEC teams this year. Just obliterated them. Carson Beck is coming into his own. Uh, the defense is playing lights out football. I think Georgia should be a prohibitive favorite to win the national championship now. And I think it should be the number one overall team. And I wrote about this in the starting 11, which you can go check out. By the way, if you ever want to read and know what I'm writing, 
if you just type in Clay Travis on the search bar at OutKick, I know we got a ton of different articles and stories that go up every day now. Uh, but if you just type in Clay Travis on the search bar, you can go see whatever I wrote. I write NFL picks, college football picks, and the starting 11. Going to try to potentially bring back the anonymous mailbag at some point in time. I'm just so busy. You know, not to complain. Just, I mean, all the television hits, all the radio shows, all the travel all over the place. Uh, I just got so much going on on a day-to-day basis. It's hard to have time to sit down and write, not to mention this book uh, that I spent a lot of time writing over the past uh, six months or so. But uh, I'm going to try to do more at the Anonymous Mailbag, get more articles uh, up once college football season is over. I'm also headed down to Australia, so I'll be gone with my family for several weeks there. I've wanted to go to Australia for a long time. We leave. We're going to do Christmas and New Year's in Australia this year. Um, So uh, one of the things I want to take advantage of is traveling with my kids while I can, which is what I try to get them on the road with me to games and, and everything else while they're still young enough to not yet be uh, in college where they have all their own activities. I'm going to have a 16-year-old come January, which is crazy to me. Uh, so, uh, so that's rapidly advancing in terms of, uh, of what goes on here. Hey, Clay Travis here. We'll be right back. But first, here's a word. What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie, your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer with over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros. Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back and their pros are locally based often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless. From researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience, Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. Georgia's the best team in college football, and I think Georgia should be a unanimous number one overall right now, and that's where I have them in my outkick poll. Um, Michigan, look, another guy gets fired on Friday. I think it's fair to ask... When you watched Michigan play against Maryland, it didn't look like the same team that was playing earlier this year. Frankly, Purdue didn't look like the same team that was playing earlier this year. Maybe that's just a function of the team getting a little bit bored. Certainly, Maryland is that vintage trap game scenario, Penn State, Maryland, then you got Ohio State week. But I think it's fair to ask whether all of the controversy surrounding Michigan football is actually starting to impact the the on-the-field play. And I think Michigan's better than Ohio State, but Ohio State has a lot less drama. And could that be impactful in the big house? Granted, Michigan's been on the road at Penn State and Maryland back-to-back, but I do think it's worth contemplating as you try to figure out exactly what's going on there. Uh, So... 
Uh, uh, Michigan, I have got Ohio State, I think, is playing better right now. Washington, give them credit. Here's where we're trending, right? There are eight teams that are still alive for the college football playoff. Uh, you got Georgia and Alabama, Florida State, and I'm going to talk about Florida State in a sec, Michigan, Ohio State, Washington and Oregon, uh, and you start to analyze all of that, and you start to ask, and Texas, those are the eight teams that are still alive. Four of those teams will make the college football playoff. Congratulations to Washington on the road, up 22-10 to 10 at the half at Oregon State. They hold on. Um, I think if you look at the landscape right now, clearly the winner of Ohio State-Michigan is going to be in the playoff. Uh, the winner of Georgia-Alabama is going to be in the playoff. Uh, the winner, I believe, of Washington-Oregon, Pac-12 title game, presuming that's going to be it, it's going to be in the playoff. And Texas, if they win out, will be in the playoff. And Florida State, now with Jordan Travis out, should be in the playoff, but for that situation that I just laid out where you end up with five champions, all of whom are deserving of a playoff bid, and only four can make it. Now, I still think Texas is going to lose. It wouldn't stun me if Florida State actually lost this weekend uh, to Florida, believe it or not, or next week to Louisville. So this could all still resolve itself, right? We could end up in a scenario where you have undefeated Georgia, undefeated Michigan or Ohio State, undefeated uh, uh, Florida State, and undefeated Washington, and it's super easy, right? You just take the four undefeated champs, and it actually sets up perfectly for the final year of the four-year playoff. But if you end up with five champs, several of them with one loss, and Florida State wins out but doesn't look very good against Florida or Louisville, and without Jordan Travis, you question where their ceiling is, I think that gets tough. It also, to me, is tough for me personally to accept that if Georgia goes 12-0, and and then loses the SEC championship game on a field goal by Alabama, that a clear number one team would drop outside of the top four based on that result. I think it's clear that Georgia, whatever you think of them, is one of the four best teams in college football. And if the goal is to get the four best teams, then to me, just because Georgia lost a close game to Alabama... I don't understand why they would go from the number one overall team to suddenly five. Doesn't make sense. Uh, obviously, this is going to become a much less of an issue next year when we go to 12 teams. But I do think if you look at the overall college football landscape, uh, that Georgia, assuming they beat Georgia Tech to get to 12-0, and 0, which I think they will, uh, that Georgia is one of the four best teams in college football, regardless of what happens to Alabama. Now, the challenging scenarios out there are what happens if you have 13-0 Florida State, 12-1 Alabama. 12-1 Texas, right? 12-1 Oregon. How do you decide which teams get in? I think we could end up uh, with some challenging scenarios there. Uh, bigger picture. Colorado. 56-14, they lose to Washington State. Remember when everybody was all gaga over Dion? Colorado Buffaloes 3-0. They're going to go 1-8 in the Pac-12, probably. Lose to Utah this weekend and finish 4-8 overall, last place in the Pac-12. 
Dion is not recruiting at a very high level. What do we think is going to happen going forward with the Colorado Buffaloes? They're going to have to get a lot of guys in the transfer portal. Is Dion going to flip that schedule over in a hurry? I think it's worth debating. Um, you look at what's going on right now uh, with uh, Tennessee. Absolutely whipped by Missouri. Also then losing uh, to Georgia. Get whipped back-to-back weeks. Eight and four for Josh Heupel. Eh, what do people really think, right? I think there's not a lot of really happy SEC fans right now. You've got a clear top five, I would say, that have distinguished themselves as having pretty good years. Georgia, Alabama, Ole Miss, LSU, Missouri. I think Tennessee's probably a clear six there at eight and four, assuming they beat Vanderbilt. There's a lot of teams on further down the list. Truly, Texas A&M's not happy. How about Auburn losing by 21 to New Mexico State? Uh, how about Arkansas bringing back Sam Pittman, even though they're sitting at whatever they are, four and seven, I think is the Arkansas record. Uh, what about South Carolina, five and six, Kentucky, six and five after they started five and zero, oh, uh, with a pretty solid chance that Kentucky will lose to Louisville. Vanderbilt's just awful again, assuming they lose to Tennessee, uh, Florida. What in the world is going on with Billy Napier? Unless Florida pulls off the win over Florida State, and I need to look it up. I haven't even checked uh, the, uh, the gambling lines yet. Let me pull that game up because I'm actually curious to see what that line is. But unless Florida pulls off the upset over Florida State, I want you to think about this for a minute. Florida, unless they pull off the upset over Florida State, is going to finish with a losing record for three straight years has not happened since 1945 to 47 that's pretty wild to think about that that could be the situation that we're in um I'm surprised by the way that Missouri's only a seven and a half point favorite at Arkansas it speaks to how much of a mess uh that overall program Arkansas has been uh given what uh what they're looking at by the way Texas 13 and a half point favorite Pretty substantial over Texas Tech. Oregon, 13.5-point favorite over Oregon State. Michigan down to a 3.5-point favorite over Ohio State. Uh, Jaden Daniels, let me mention him, LSU. Six touchdowns passing, two touchdowns rushing. I don't understand how Jaden Daniels isn't being talked about up there with Drake May and Caleb Williams as the potential overall number one pick. That's how impressive he has been. Uh, so far this year, I have been really, really uh, impressed by what he has been able to uh, to accomplish. It may be the case that we barely even have the Florida-Florida State line listed anywhere because of all the uncertainty at quarterback where it looks like Graham Mertz uh, was able to force out. By the way, can anybody cover a fourth and 17 uh, in that game? I can't even find the Florida-Florida State uh, line right now. Uh, because I think given the Jordan Travis injury and the uncertainty about what's going to happen in that game at the Florida quarterback position, my bad, Florida State's a six-and-a-half-point favorite. All right, so that's a late game, uh, Saturday evening, six-and-a-half-point favorite over Florida. Unless Billy Napier's team pulls off the upset in that game, 
then you're talking about Florida with three straight seasons where they are finishing below 500, which is pretty wild. Here's the updated national championship odds, by the way. Georgia's plus 230, Michigan plus 280, Ohio State 5 to 1, Oregon 6.5 to 1, Alabama 7.5 to 1, uh, Washington 13 to 1, Texas 14 to 1, and here's what's kind of staggering to me Florida State 30 to 1. Now, given the fact that Florida State's a six and a half point favorite, they would be favored over Louisville too. What that is telling me is the gambling markets are telling you that even 13 and 0 Florida State does not have a very good chance to make the college football playoff. Do we agree with that? I think if you go 13 and 0, it's hard to leave you out. And again, the analogy, and I wrote about this in the starting 11 that I would point to is Cardell Jones. When remember when 2014 Ohio State got in as the four seed in the first year of the playoff, uh, and then Cardell Jones was the third string quarterback. He was able to go out there and get the win, um, and they beat Wisconsin 59 to nothing. Now that was a 12 and one team. I believe that Ohio State team lost earlier in the year uh, to Virginia Tech, if I remember correctly. Um, but if you break all that down, um, to me, uh, 13-0 and Florida State would be hard to leave out, but we're setting up for a scenario where five different conference champs potentially would have a shot uh, and strong claim to be able to make the college football playoff, and only four would get in. Uh, I want to tell you about my friends at Tunnel to Towers. For over two decades, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been there for our fallen first responders, military veterans, and their families. If a spouse dies or is catastrophically injured in the line of duty, the foundation will provide the surviving family members with a mortgage-free home. They've provided over 1,000 mortgage-free homes with new ones being announced almost daily. To learn more about the foundation's mission, impact, and how you can help support our nation's heroes, visit t2t.org slash donate. That's t2t.org slash donate. Frank Siller does an amazing job. I've talked about this. I played the Liberty National golf event that they had. I believe I'm going to be up in New York City for their gala ball event on December 1st in a couple of weeks uh, to help raise money for them there. You may have seen Tommy Laren uh, and myself doing a show for Frank as a part of the Patriot Awards last week uh, to try to raise money. I've donated to Tunnel to Towers. I would encourage you to do the same. They make a tremendous difference. I've seen the widows of these uh, servicemen, of these police officers, of these first responders. I've seen what a tremendous difference it makes. If you just saw uh, the, the five service members who lost their lives in the Mediterranean, Frank has already tracked down one of those wives. She has three young kids. They've already paid the mortgage off of their home. So the work that they do is incredible. Uh, join me and go to t2t.org uh, slash donate. $11 a month can make a big difference, but if you have more and you can afford to give more, that would be tremendous as well. Again, t2t.org slash donate. Uh, so that college football picture, I still think the Heisman Trophy is going to come down to 
Bo Nix or Michael Penix Jr. in the Pac-12 title game. Now, remember, Oregon plays the Civil War. I still call it the Civil War against Oregon State. That's going to be a battleground game. And so they have to win that game uh, in order to be able to make the playoff. I think they will. I think you'll have 11-1 Oregon with a rematch with 12-0 Washington. And I think whether it's Bo Nix or Michael Penix Jr., whichever quarterback plays better in that game, and right now I think it would be Oregon, I think Oregon would win that game, would win that rematch, and I think Bo Nix would be your Heisman Trophy winner. But right now, Jaden Daniels is sitting there in second place. The reason I don't think that Jaden Daniels is going to be able to win uh, the uh, to win the Heisman is because he's only got one game left against Texas A&M. And that game, the LSU-Texas A&M game, kicks off at the exact same time as the Michigan-Ohio State game. Nobody's going to pay attention because nobody, unless you're a diehard LSU or Texas A&M fan, the nation is not paying attention to what happens in that game. So I think as a result, it will be very challenging for anybody other than Michael Penix Jr. or Bo Nix, who both get two more games, Washington, Washington State, Oregon, Oregon State, before all is said and done. That's what I think is going to be uh, difficult for everybody to be able to, uh, to think, even though I think Jaden Daniels, look, if they had beaten Alabama, if they had not lost to FSU, if they had uh, beaten Ole Miss, maybe that would be different if their game was still high up in the, uh, the roster. I don't think that's going to happen as a result. Uh, so that's the, uh, the Heisman Trophy uh, breakdown in general there. Uh, a couple of other things out there. A Harvard-Harris poll is out, and it has Donald Trump up six points. I'm going to talk about that on the Tuesday edition of the program right after I break down all the NFL action. Uh, but I wanted to make sure that I didn't finish today's program uh, on this Thanksgiving Monday without ensuring that I was wishing a happy 81st birthday to Joe Biden. Joe Biden had almost nothing on the schedule today other than pardoning a couple of turkeys and proving how difficult it has turned to actually be able for Joe Biden to even read off the teleprompter. They tried on his 81st birthday, and we can put this clip in and we can share it. They tried on Biden's 81st birthday to try to show, hey, he's with it. He knows what's going on in the world. They tried to make a reference, and I'm not even sure what was intended on the uh, on the actual teleprompter. Maybe I'm being uncharitable and Biden actually went off script here, but they were trying to make a reference, I think, to Beyonce and to maybe Taylor Swift. Instead, if you watch this clip, Biden screws up the Beyonce, Taylor Swift, and Britney Spears reference and rolls all three of them in together. I find it unbelievable that Joe Biden... This is the last birthday he will have before the 2024 election. And this is the last Thanksgiving that we'll all have before the 2024 election. I find it inconceivable that Joe Biden is actually going to be the nominee for the Democrat Party. I just, I think they're going to replace him at the convention. I think there's going to be drama there. Uh, I find it hard to believe that he's actually going to be uh, the selection. But... We will see. All right. I love all of you. DBAP, unless you need to SBAP, tomorrow's show breaking down the NFL. Then I will be uh, with all of you 
celebrating Thanksgiving. I'm going to be down in Florida. I believe we're doing a book signing at Rosemary Beach, uh, which is where I'll be down on 30A uh, on Friday, the Black Friday. No radio Thursday or Friday. I've got Clay and Buck solo Tuesday and Wednesday, uh, and I am headed down to the beach with my family for Thanksgiving. Cannot wait. Happy Thanksgiving to all of you. If you're going to be busy, you might not watch the Tuesday edition of the program, or you might not watch me and Kelly in Vegas. I am thankful for all of you. Uh, DBAP, unless you need to SBAP, this has been Outkick the Show, and I am Clay Travis. Thank you all.